Star Wars 7x7, episode 1,423 today. How is Solo A Star Wars Story really playing with audiences? What do people really think about it? Punch it, Chewie. Hey, this is Matt Moore from Comics with Kenobi, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So here we are, it is Sunday, and Solo A Star Wars Story has been out for three days now. So we've finally gotten the first of our indicators as far as what people really think of Solo A Star Wars Story. Now you can go look at Rotten Tomatoes if you want, and the user scores aren't going to tell you anything, except there is something interesting happening, I will say. It had dipped as low as 38% in terms of users who wanted to see the movie prior to the release of the movie. Now it switches over to an audience score now that the movie is out of what people thought of it, how many people liked it, or what percentage thereof. And it's already jumped 20 percentage points. It's now at 58% of people enjoyed it. And at least that's, you know, people who are chiming in on Rotten Tomatoes. But as we've talked about in the past, there are a couple of sources of exit polling that the movie industry trusts very explicitly because they have become very good predictors of overall box office performance over the years. And those would be cinema score and post track. And so it turns out that the exit polling for Solo A Star Wars Story has been pretty much in line with the most recent three movies from Star Wars, Lucasfilm, Disney that have all come out since 2015. So Force Awakens, Rogue One, and The Last Jedi. And so here is the deal. As far as an overall positive rating, it's at 89% in the exit polling, and that's a match with The Last Jedi. Rogue One hit a 91% overall positive, and The Force Awakens hit a 90% positive. So, I mean, 1%, you know, that's a, you know such a small margin of error. It might as well be the same thing. And as far as a star rating out of five stars, it was four and a half stars for The Force Awakens and for Rogue One. It was five stars for The Last Jedi. And we don't have a star rating for Solo, unfortunately. That's a little bizarre. Like, I haven't seen it reported yet anywhere. But, you know, with a five star rating on an 89% for The Last Jedi, I'm guessing that it's probably going to be at least a four and a half or a five star rating for the um, for Solo, A Star Wars Story. And then the other thing to share has to do with the cinema score. And so it was an A rating for The Force Awakens, for Rogue One, and for The Last Jedi. Not this time. Solo, A Star Wars Story gets an A-, so just a slight downgrade. And what that generally means is that, at least from a box office perspective is that it's a difference between a 3.6 multiplier and a 3.2 multiplier, historically speaking, as far as looking at what it makes on its opening weekend versus what it makes for the entirety of its run. And we're not doing scoundrel business just yet. We will do that on Monday. But so far, it's tracking a little low as far as its estimates go. But right now, it's also at a 73% definite recommend rating in the exit polling, too. And so so the word of mouth seems to be pretty strong, and the more people I talk to just, you know, in my life in general, the more I hear 
wow, Solo was great. Wow, we really enjoyed it. And so I think it's going to be one of those situations where this thing, maybe it doesn't get out of the gate so fast, but it's I think it's going to have some legs to it. I think we may actually see it perform better than we thought it might, all things considered. And when I say all things considered, I mean the fact that we're releasing in the summertime on Memorial Day, which generally speaking hasn't been very strong for movies. I guess the Pirates of the Caribbean, we talked about that at World's End was 136 million or so. And that was the big record holder for Memorial Day weekend. I mean, that's not a heck of a lot. Comparatively speaking, I mean, when you look at, you know, The Force Awakens and 200 odd million for its opening weekend. So, you know, it's kind of getting hobbled in a way, I guess, by the placement in May and the fact that, you know, it's five months after the last Star Wars movie. And yeah, I guess you could make an argument for, well, you know, Marvel movies come out two, three times a year, but they're all kind of different. You know, they all kind of take place in different parts of the universe and we're not really used to that idea with Star Wars or the general public isn't necessarily. And so that's going to be one that you, we kind of have to ramp people up on that whole idea, right? There was a lot of talk about, you know, with everything that went on with Lord and Miller and them getting removed from the project and bringing Ron Howard in, you know, should they have taken the movie and let it be released in December of 2018 instead of going with the March date and sticking with the March date? You know, I do think there is still a case to be made for that, but, you know, that's all right. I mean, it's their money. They can do what they want with it, and it's doing all right so far. But, yeah, I think I was hoping for a little bit more, but I have a feeling that you know, it's going to be a slower burn, but a steadier burn than they're giving it credit for right now. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and then we will come back with Last Jedi Trivia. Stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, May the 4th is Star Wars Day and it's also the date of our 1400th episode. So to celebrate all during the month of May, you can get the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book for just $7.77. That's whether you pay in dollars, pounds, or euros, just $7.77 at SW7X7.com slash TFA for the US version of Amazon or just search for the unofficial Force Awakens trivia book on any European version of Amazon. Welcome back. All right, last time I asked you what Poe says, what his witty remark is when he sees the TIE Fighters coming after him over Dakar, and that is, here comes the parade. And today's question for you, what object does BB-8 use to restore fire control for Poe in the X-Wing? And that is going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you force choke your captain, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not an apology, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. This is your moment. Your moment to move forward and make progress. It's time to see where an education can take you. 
For over 130 years, Strayer University has been at the forefront of change, offering programs that help students like you get ahead and stay ahead, so you can keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by Chef.